Mummy Talk, episode 70. Hey, I'm Lynn and this is my podcast, Let's Mummy Talk, a wellness podcast about everything that matters from parenthood, lifestyle, love and relationships, as well as culture and health, both physical and mental. And above all else, it's about happiness. This is my happy place and I hope it becomes yours too. Oh, listen up. This bit's important. Note. This episode of Let Mummy Talk was recorded the day after Derek Chauvin has been convicted on all three counts of murder for killing George Floyd back in May 2020 after kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes. A disgusting, inhumane action that led to waves of protests around the country and around the entire world in support of Black Lives Matter, protests in support of George Floyd, protests in support of every single black or brown person who has lost their lives at the hands of racism, at the hands of police brutality, in support of racial justice, in support of equality, in support of basic humanity for all. This is a moment. And if for any reason you are not fully aware of why this moment is so monumental, you've been sleeping. But it's worth saying, whilst it is a moment, a moment that should be celebrated, a moment we should rejoice. We must not forget, this is just the beginning. The whole system needs to be torn apart. There are so many systems that operate based on systemic racism at the very core of their being, the very core of their creation, racism is entrenched. And for that reason, the fight is just beginning. Former President Obama said this, which I think is really poignant. Today, a jury did the right thing, but true justice requires much more. He ain't lying. And with that, let's get into episode 17. Remember, black lives matter. They always have and they always will. Let's fight racism and make sure everybody is treated equally and respectfully. Hey, and welcome to episode 17 of the podcast, Let Mummy Talk, with me, your girl, Lynn. And yes, I'm a bit gassed today because I am joined by a very special guest. It's none other than my broski, my brother, my brethren, my day one, my actual sister, Lana. Welcome, Lana. Welcome. Yaga, yaga, yo. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm fine, thanks. I'm a bit gassed as well. I haven't done a podcast with you for quite a while, actually, so it's quite nice. So hopefully you've got lots to talk about today. We have, but I'm very much aware you've got to go to the dreaded dentist in like 30, was it 35, 40 minutes? So we haven't got long, 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 but we'll make it juicy in that time. And just to gash your head even more, Lana, right? I was looking at my stats the other day and yeah. the most listened to episodes, right? There's three that are kind of surging above all the others out of 16 episodes so far. And you're, mm-hmm. you are the second, the podcast joined by you that we did in December. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> so what's going on Lana how are you feeling what's what's been new what's happening what you've been doing well I mean not that much to be fair because we was on lockdown weren't we um went to see mum and that was really nice uh took the kids to the farm obviously you came with us as well that was lovely yes we did a really nice time from that whole thing Lana from that whole farm visit I have yeah. a newfound love for donkeys. I, it sounds pathetic, I know, but I didn't realise how lovely and warm they were. They're very loyal. Yeah, they and are. So and they've got beautiful, beautiful eyes, I think, as well. Yeah. 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 Like if, if I was an animal, yeah. I'd probably fancy a donkey. Do you know what I mean? Because they're just really attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that strange? I know what you mean. I, I, I think the ostrich oh, has no, quite no, nice no. eyelashes. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, scared. I was scared of the ostrich, but it had nice eyelashes as well. Anywho, what else have I been up to? Nothing much, really. Like I said, doing that, um, I'm trying to get Harley back into swimming lessons again now that it's, um, everything's opening back up. Um, and I would like to continue my swimming lessons. Oh, one thing that I've done that's on my vision board, I've taken up uh, Spanish. Spanish lessons. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't got very far. Pardon? See, that means yes. I thought you said you did Spanish. You don't even know what C means. Oh, C, C, C. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've I've been learning that. It's like a group um, lesson every week. And then I've got a a study buddy. So, um, yeah, that's quite cool. I can say, mi amo Lana. Mi amo Lana. Mi amo Lana. Como esta? Does that mean how are you? I can say quite a few. 
Yes, well done. I can say quite a few phrases and like when I started, when I not, I can just say quite a few things. So yeah, I'm quite proud of myself. I stuck at it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. What else have I been doing? Nothing else really, to be honest. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, no, but to be fair, Lana, that's actually like a lot. You know, we've only been out of this lockdown, well, kind of partially out of it for like a week. So to be fair, you've done the farm, you're doing Spanish, you, you know, you, 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 yeah, you, you've been living, girl. I'm living, I'm living. <laughs> no, but do you know what, to be what fair, do you know what, yeah, you know me, I get it in, girl. So what have I been doing? Like, as you know, I went back home to visit mum as well with my little gang. And every day I find myself doing some, planning some fun activity for the kids, whether it's a new park or a fair, or I don't know, going on an adventure around the woods in the countryside. There was always something to do, which was lovely. Very exhausting to be fair, but it was lovely nonetheless. Um, I've been getting back into my exercise, but I'll get onto that shortly, okay? Just just I'll wait for that one. Um, I'm feeling good. I feel like, I think, you know me, I'll be quite, I, I'm always honest on this pod. And I think um, being at home, especially being indoors in an apartment with a balcony and no garden is um, it's quite challenging. You know, you feel quite claustrophobic. It's just a lot. So now it's all easing. And not just that, the weather, the weather's getting beautiful. Do you know what I mean? The days are bright. Oh gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So those kind of things are making my mood a lot better. Um, but yeah, the trip back home was is, was bittersweet, wasn't it? It was really nice to see the family, but also very sad because, you know, we, we saw a lot of family members who health-wise are not in the best place at the moment. And I think that made it a bit challenging in some ways. Yes, yeah, it did. Um, I mean, you know, they're still in good spirits and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was quite sad to see them deteriorate, like, you know, a little bit. Um, but just keep on praying, really. And I think they'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? That's all you can do is pray. And I spoke to my therapist about it last week because she was she could hear in my voice I was like quite flat. And she's like, what's going on, Lynn? Yeah. And I explained that being back home, seeing family members, like, you know, for example, granddad, who is 96 now, isn't he? So seeing him and just, you know, seeing his health has, he's just got older. Life has happened. He's got older. And, you know, I think because we haven't seen him properly for so long because of the stupid lockdown, because of the horrible coronavirus, we haven't really seen a deterioration in certain of his you know his his ways I guess because because of the lockdown and because of age so to see it was quite a shock when we saw him mm-hmm. I just, yeah I just felt really sad but she was basically saying she always flips the angle and I think that's what's great about what well, my therapist but hopefully all therapists is that they can flip an angle and make you see it from a perspective you've not actually seen it from because you're involved in it and you're so tied up with emotions but yeah was like, you've got to focus on the person they were the things they've taught you the things that you've learned and enjoyed about them and just enjoy the moment because you you never know how long we you know we never know how long we have with someone whether they're ill or not because as you know people can just pass away unexpectedly so her thing was focus on enjoying the moment with these people don't focus on what you've lost in terms of maybe if they're half deteriorated focus on where they're at now and the fact they're still here and enjoy those moments because you just don't know at what point those moments will be were taken away from you and I was like, hey, her name's Linda. I was like, hey, hey, Linda. Do you know what I mean? That's fantastic. What a word. And so, yeah, it, it, she's speaking the truth, 100%. You've definitely got to live in the moment and enjoy the moment. Um, but I think it's, it's a natural thing. You're going to think of, you know, their, you're going to, you're not going to think of their deterioration. So I think that's natural. Um, but yeah, 100%, live in the moment, definitely. And enjoy the time with them. Because it's true. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You you never ever know. So that's us. And I hope or we hope you guys are well as well. Whoever is listening to this podcast today, I hope things are going well in your life, your children are well, your families are well, and you're feeling good. Like maybe for you as well, the weather, the fact things are opening up has made you feel somewhat better than you did before, which um was needed because I think what I saw, there was like a trend on my social media, and it was a trend that I noticed, like I wasn't it wasn't something that was public, but I noticed with people that I follow, my friends and whatnot. I saw people were deteriorating differently this lockdown. I think is it is it lockdown three in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I thought lockdown two, lockdown three. I swear it's the next one. Nah, okay, I, I maybe. swear it's three. I saw whatever five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people um, were definitely coping differently, and when I say coping, I mean not coping so well. You know, like lockdown course, one. Yeah. Became, not a joke, but lockdown one was a bit like everyone's like positive spirits, trying to keep their head up for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
I stayed really positive in lockdown one. Lockdown two was like, oh, calm, calm, because we had a nice summer. And then this one, because it was winter, it was dark, it was cold. Oh my gosh, this lockdown just felt harder. And I think a lot of people felt the same. So yeah, yeah 100%. It just dragged massively. It, it did drag. So yeah, hoping you're well now and you're feeling a lot more positive. You've got things to look forward to, making plans. Like fill the calendar, fill the diary up with arrangements. Oh, cool. Plans, get some date vitamin nights. D in your body as well. Get some vitamin D and some D if that's what you want. Get it all, girl. <laughs> <laughs> get it all. And for those who've been on, like, had their love lives on hold, like, I feel so sorry for you. I'm, I'm not in a patronizing way, but genuinely, something we don't consider, Lana, because obviously we're, we've got our partners and we live with them, so we have them. People who are single and their love lives have been on hold because they've been in lockdown. They can't be going to like fancy dates or whatever. So, this is their time to shine. Like, go get yours, girl. Go mm-hmm. get yours. Go get yours. Proper happy. So, Definitely. Yeah, so have lots would... of date nights, isn't it? Date days and date nights. And date nights and date days. Get, get out there before yeah, lockdown four. Lockdown four happens or lockdown three? I'm so confused now. I can't even remember. Keep up. But before whichever the next one lockdown. it is. Yeah. Before the next lockdown. Yeah, exactly. You were keen to say earlier what you've been watching. So now, let's get into that question. What are you watching on Growing Up TV, Mummy? I've been watching a series on Netflix and it's called On the Block. Now, I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm trying to think if you'd love it, I'm not sure. It's quite young, but it's, okay. it's flipping hilarious. So On the Block, basically, it's about, it's about a group of friends, um, really tight, tight friends, one girl and then like three boys. Um, and the, one of the boys' brothers, um, brother, sorry, is uh, like the top gang member and the, the brother um makes the little boy join the gang but he doesn't want to so basically it just kind of shows uh the boy's life in the gang but he, he's conflicted and he's trying to get out of the gang um it's really good I probably haven't explained it very well at all <laughs> as I never do no you've but explained it but it just doesn't sound exciting from the way you've explained no, it. no it's it's good and it's funny there's like one of the um friends um this black boy he just reminds me of like Chris Tucker he's just hilarious he's just a fool he's hilarious um, you need to watch it. Watch okay. the trailer and see if you enjoy it. Um, so it's a I loved it. I, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah. Um, I've been watched it. There's like three series. Um, so I obviously enjoyed it because I wouldn't have binge watched it. Do you know what I mean? You'll like it, I think. Okay. And that's called On the Block. On the Block. It's kind of on a step down from Georgia and Ginny. So if you like that, I think you'll love On the Block, hundred percent. Okay. But now things are open. I don't think I've got time to watch Netflix the way I used to. Do you know what, actually? Interestingly, I've got like a news article pop up on my um, my home screen today that said yeah. Netflix's shares have plunged because lockdown is easing, basically. And because like the virus is somewhat under control, which I guess makes sense. That's what I'm saying, right? So now the sun's coming up. Now, you know, things are getting slightly back to whatever normal is um people ain't got time to be sitting down like binging on netflix the way we did a couple months ago because now we're going to be out out hey hey but i suppose on the flip side that's maybe a good thing for like if you want to invest in netflix and the shares have gone down it's more affordable but then what's to say they're going to rise again i mean if we have another lockdown they will that's a good point actually yeah and i think they will steadily rise anyway throughout the years Mm. netflix is massive do you know what I mean? Do you know what? To be fair, I have Netflix on my uh, watch list because we have, we both basically, guys, Lana and I have started trying to get into trading. I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I have an app which is like an intro into trading type <laughs> app. And it's really like user friendly. And um, for those who care, it's called Free Trade. There are other ones like Trade 212 and whatnot, but Free Trade is um, really user friendly and easy to use. And I'm looking at it now to tell you the cost of a, of one share in Netflix. Hold on, sorry. I know I had it on I my watch list. Hundred pounds. I think it's more than that, to be honest. Netflix shares, here we go. $549. Ooh, but like you said, if you believe it's going to, you know, go back up, then girl, get it. So I think it will plunge. It will plunge further than that and get cheaper. So yeah. wait out a little wait. before you do mm-hmm. that. Anyway, what else have you been watching, girl? Um, Line of Duty. Uh, now, I've been a fan of Line of Duty from series one. I absolutely loved it. I'm loving this series, but I must admit, this series is probably the slowest. Series six is the slowest series out of all of the series. It's not, it's my least favourite one so far. It's just a bit too slow for me. All the others were quite, got into it really quickly from the get-go. And it's, do you know what I mean? Fast paced. This one is, is kind of, it's like a waiting game. It's not as action-packed as I thought it would be like the previous ones. Um, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it. It's funny you say that, right? Because I know you 
uh, Kevin and pretty much half of the population of the UK are obsessed with uh, Line of Duty. <laughs> like, I see it on my timeline so much. And um, people like, I see you watching Line of Duty. I'm like, no, actually, I'm the one person who isn't. But basically, I tried to get into it. I haven't watched any of the previous series. I think I watched one episode or two episodes of season one. But yeah, um, so now we're at season, what is it, season six, you said, or season five? Season six, yeah. So now we're at season six. It's coming on um, BBC, whatever, on Sunday nights. And I'm trying. I'm like, yeah, let me get into it because I've heard it's sick. I can't really get into it. I can't. Like, it's like The Bill. Remember The Bill from back in the day? Yeah, I loved The Bill, though, didn't I? I loved The Bill. But no, I know what you mean. We're showing our age now. I know, right? It's, uh, I, exactly, I know exactly what you mean. It's not as fast-packed. I'm telling you now, watch series one to five. You're going to love it. I'm telling okay. you now. You're gonna, if you don't love it, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with you? Like you're gonna, there's something wrong with you. You're gonna love it. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind. You're not gonna love it. Okay, fair do. No fair doubt. Do. I mean, I don't know how time. Yeah. That's the thing. When you gotta go back and watch like series one to five, it becomes a chore, and then it adds on to my to-do no. list. I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. It trust me because it's so it's so brilliant. It's not gonna feel like a chore. You're gonna literally probably binge watch it. It's not gonna feel like a chore. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. It's not. Okay, okay. Well, can I tell you what I've been watching, actually? Yes, of um, course now. <laughs> thank you for your permission. I've been watching <laughs> series, right? It's a random one, but I got back in late the other night um, and yeah. I was unpacking my suitcase and I just thought, put something on Netflix. And Netflix told me that I needed to watch it on my recommendation. So I thought, okay, Netflix, let's watch it. And it's a series called Dead to Me, right? And it came out in 2000. In, in, you've seen Dead to Me. Do you do, anything, I have, yeah. do you do anything other than watch Netflix all day and all night? I mean, come on. <laughs> I do. I do a lot more, yeah. You've watched I, said, I told you about it a- ages ago, to be honest. No, I, I told you about it ages ago. I don't remember ago. that, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me but tell yeah, you So, main character, Jen, her husband died in a hit and run, um, and she's basically determined to find out who did it and solve the crime. And then she meets this woman who suffered her own loss, um, and they kind of meet up at a support group, they're very opposites in their personality. Um, and I don't want to say too much because it gives it away, but essentially, yeah, it, it, it's, it's mad. It's kind of mad. Uh, the thing is, I don't, I'm not going to say it's sick. I wouldn't even say, oh, yeah, watch it, it's sick. But it's it's something to watch. And it's very, like, thought-provoking. It makes you question all kinds of things, like... Um, yeah. You know, when you're just going Just like friendship, through... relationships. Yes, yes. It's relationships, you know. it's friendships. It's not just that. It's also, like, when you're going through grief the kind of things you do that you maybe wouldn't expect yourself to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, to make yourself feel better or less exactly, guilty. or Exactly. Yeah. And how 100%. you blame yourself. Like, this is something we're seeing within our own family right now with the loss of our uncle recently. We're seeing people maybe starting to feel guilt and wishing they did things differently, which is a natural human response to mm-hmm. death and to grief. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting series. I, I will say that. And I've also been watching Good Girls. Is that what it's called? Good Girls? Ooh, chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, that really one, that, that one's one. a bit of fun. That one is a bit. So you've watched. Mm-hmm. Every, you've literally watched. <laughs> I haven't. Oh my I gosh! Haven't. Like I can't even do with you. You watch everything. Um, and then the last <laughs> thing, I um, I, I I guess I'm obsessed with it now because YouTube knows it. The algorithm knows it. I'm just obsessed with watching house tours on YouTube. Like honestly, watching what? Home tours. Like oh, my new home. You want to come around my new home and look at everything? It's so shiny and new and like white and beautiful. So I I've watch, never heard of that. Okay. Home tours, grandma. Like literally, you've got vloggers going around their homes with a camera. It's like cribs. It's like MTV cribs, but not with MTV, and it's not like massive cribs necessarily. It's literally regular. So it's just people. on YouTube. Yeah, just people on YouTube. It's like me. Okay, say I moved into a lovely house, which one day I will. One day, I would get my camera <laughs> yeah. and I would be like, "Hey guys, welcome back to my channel." I do an English accent, not American. I don't know why I did that, but yeah, I'd be like. Um, just moved into my new house. I want to show you guys because I think it's beautiful. I want to invite you in, and I'd literally do a room tour. Like I'd go through every room in the house and show you. Oh, okay. Talk you through it, but yeah, I keep watching them. I'm literally addicted, and all I'm doing is yes, I'm making myself like you know positive in terms of like looking at what I want for the future, what I don't want. But I'm also making myself very vexed. I'm just vexed because I can't move right now because of the clouding situation. So I'm making myself angry. What's the point? No, there is a point because then it's, it's giving you like a vision, isn't it? In terms of what you, I know, I get what you're saying. You can't move right now. You're stuck it, it, effectively. You're stuck, but you can still dream. You can still, do you know what I mean? You can still have those, those visions. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Girl, I don't know. 
<laughs> she said, girl. Yeah, I, I just I just don't know because at this point I'm just like, is it just like teasing myself? You know, it's nice to see it, but I don't know. I, I mean, I can't stop doing it. I'm clearly addicted, but yeah, I'm just wondering if it's healthy, you know? I was just about to say, why don't you stop them for now? And then when you get a closer because date, I'm addicted. when you're addicted, it's not that hard, that easy. To that's eat. true. That's true. Not at all. That okay, is very true. We're going to move on because I know the time is ticking. All right. So quickly, what are you drinking? Mommy, what are you drinking? Okay. I've been drinking Honey JD and uh, cranberry juice this week. No, what are you drinking right now, Granny? It's 10 a.m. Oh, oh. in the morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you're drinking like, um, that right now, Lana, I'd be concerned. Okay. Yeah, no, me too. I'm literally drinking. You're, gonna, I was, you're still going to call me a granny right now. I'm drinking hot water. <laughs> hot water. No, that's good. That's what I wanted to hear. All right, okay. Hot water, yeah. My favorite drink in the whole wide world hot water. I've got a. What are you drinking? Um, I've got a tall glass of ice cold water. You know me and my water. Oh, nice. Stick yeah. A few ice cubes in my water and I will die in it. I just love ice cold water. But yeah, that question's usually mm-hmm. a bit more exciting when it's recorded in the evening and we've got like a little bit of alcohol in our glasses. Uh huh. Um, anyway, we move. Let mommy talk. So today we are discussing the subject of when it's time to let them go. And when I say let them go, I mean cut people off, break ties, lock off, walk away. Anything you want to describe it as, basically when you have to cut ties with people for your own mental health. Now this is something Mm -hmm. that I've been kind of thinking about for a long time because, well, not only was it in the news a lot recently with like Meghan Markle and people really given her the, the hardest time ever for choosing to disassociate herself from her father, which I completely understand why she did it. And I think nobody has a right to comment on her decisions. You don't know her her feelings, where background. her head's at, what she's been through, mm-hmm. her background. You don't know anything, so shut up, okay? When I say shut up, I'm talking to the press, yeah? I can't stand them. The, the, the mm-hmm. press and these people that go on TV and say, you know, you know she's, she's got to be a very cold person to cut her father off. It's her father, for God's sake. And you're like, shut up. You know nothing about yeah, relationship. Yeah, they've got no, no clue. So um, mm-hmm. let's get into it. So let's think about, firstly, celebrities. We've mentioned Meghan Mark and you know they're from what we've seen in the media we've only seen a snippet of their relationship and we don't know the ins and outs so I try not to judge however what we do know is she's chosen to not have her dad in her life um he keeps going on tv very embarrassingly I literally cringe every time I see his face (laughs) on telly on some stupid exclusive interview on good morning Britain or whatever I'm literally like oh drop it out bro like she doesn't even rate you and you're making it worse why are you going on tv to say I'll stop doing interviews if she talks to me you're you're literally digging the whole thing you know what it is cringe but I also feels very sorry for him it's a de- it's desperation isn't it he's trying to reach out because she's not i know she's not answering his calls or what but i think that's his only way of re- uh, like trying to communicate with her through the media because of their relationship so i think it's also yeah i just think it's very sad that it's come to that as well it's very like, a lot sad. of people would be like just leave it alone yeah but obviously he's trying do you know what i mean I don't know. I don't I, know. I, just, I don't. I, I don't know. I definitely think it's desperation. Um, like when you literally feel optionless, right? But at the same time, yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I feel sorry for him because every action has a consequence, as we know. We're grown people. We know this, right? And I'm guessing. You know, I don't know her, like I said, but I'm guessing Megan didn't arrive here overnight. You know, there's probably a series of things that I've built up before this point that have made Megan get to this decision. You know, sorry that that made Megan get to the decision of having no relationship with her father and you know she even got very upset this is I think before the wedding if if my memory serves me correct about the fact that he did that interview or whatever when they they went with him the cameras followed him Mm. that photo up that you know he promised her he wasn't going to do and then he did it and he I think he lied to her and said that he he, whatever whatever there was a lot of lies and a lot of broken promises and then now years later he's still coming to embarrass her and talk nonsense on telly and just and then and then on top of that, dismiss that there's racism within the royal family, a family he's never yeah, met, that's ridiculous. never that had ridiculous. any any experience living within. And you as a white man could think it's okay to say there's no racism within mm. the royal family or Britain. I mean, come mm. on, like you're not doing that the right thing. Yeah, yeah, at to you. So I understand it if I'm being honest. And then there's Beyonce Knowles. Now I've actually done some research on this one because I remember back in the day, like how it went really awkward with her and her daddy. And um, I thought, let me just yeah, Google what it was. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it's because the dad cheated, didn't it, on her mum and had was, a child with... It was more than that, actually. It was more than that. So, All right, go on. Yeah, so basically she kind of locked her dad off for a little bit, right? And when I say that, I mean, I think there were 
a number of years where things were very strained and they weren't talking, but now they're kind of they're back in I'm talking like I know her but this is what I've seen (laughs) what I've seen online and what I've read but they kind of talk but it just feels like it's not they're not close it sounds like basically but what it was um obviously we know that without Matthew Knowles Beyonce wouldn't be the superstar she is today because um he managed her remember she was singing from young Destiny's Child yeah like from very 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 young um he managed her up until 2011 and then their relationship suffered personally and professionally and it made tabloid news for being very rocky I I don't know if you remember that so that was around 2011 times um and then Beyonce released a statement just saying that basically she's chosen they've chosen for him not to continue as her manager um but then TMZ they leaked papers which basically implied that Beyonce believed her dad was stealing money from her Ooh, yeah remember okay. if he's managing her he's in charge of the finances isn't it so he yeah, was stealing money yeah. from her. he was stealing money from her which resulted in his firing um she never spoke about it publicly a little bit like the whole jay-z allegations and remember the elevator incident with Solange, yeah salon boxing up jay-z it's a bit like uh-huh. she's, she's you know that's why i rate Beyonce. she's very private but yeah no she, it, that was quite messy so did it not mention anything about him stepping out on her mum yeah so it goes on to say so that's what it was for initially Beyonce didn't speak about it publicly and then things got further strains after later that same year Matthew divorced from her mother Tina after 31 years of being married mm-hmm. after an alleged love child so then it later came out that he didn't father one child in their during their relationship he had two children during the time he was married to Tina oh wow so, yeah there was a massive divide in the family. Uh-huh, girl, I'm schooling you today. He fathered too. Um, and then when he got remarried in 2013, neither Beyonce or my girl Solange were in attendance at that wedding. Um, and Matthew basically said, that's her dad. Matthew Knowles basically said that there were conflicting schedules of work, which I think is nonsense myself. Mm, you never know. And then, it's very sketchy. And then in the same year, Beyonce spoke to Oprah and then um, basically just said about... Um, it was more to do with the fact that when she turned 18 and her dad was managing her, he didn't respect her decisions that she wanted to make herself more independently. So like she, he'd book her for a gig, for example, she wouldn't want to go to it or perform at it, but because she didn't want to look bad and unprofessional, she'd have to go and play there. Even though she told her dad before, I don't want to perform that event or whatever. So he was doing what he wanted, thinking he could control her. And that's what it sounds Mm -hmm. like. It was about control. And she didn't want to be controlled. And then he didn't respect her decisions. And then eventually, I think she got 20 years old. That's when he realised, okay, baby girl's not a baby girl anymore. She's making her own decisions. So yeah, that's how it kind of went. So like I said, I think things, they talk now, but I don't think they're as close as they used to be. That's what I get from that. I'm obviously an insider. So, you know. (laughs) Close your insider. Can, can mm-hmm. you think of any okay. more examples of like celebs who've cut off family members? The only real public uh, one I can think of is the Britney Spears one, where she fell out with her dad, famously fell out with her dad. Um, when she had that, remember when she had the massive, uh, not meltdown, sorry, breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think in the early 2000s, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, and she shaved off her head, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So from then, her dad took over, her, like literally took over everything to do with her finances um and had control and then obviously when she got better he wouldn't give it back he wouldn't give that um power back to her um and he continued to control her finances um so there's been a long running feud with both of them she stopped speaking to him for, for, for years um because he won't he won't give her control of the money and even to this day she says she refuses to perform that she doesn't do any gigs or anything like that because the money will go to him she's not having it and I think rightly so like she's even been to there's a documentary on it um a couple of months ago free and free and Britney on Netflix yeah Yeah. it's been through the courts everything like that but it's so weird the courts um I think it's going again like a retrial but the courts wouldn't the the courts agreed in the dad's favor so she still hasn't got control of her money which is is baffling to me because she's a grown-ass woman she's not got I don't know she's got mental health anymore but she seems to be doing a lot more better um, so I don't understand why she hasn't got control of her own money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's abhorrent. Is that the word? I'm trying to be posh now with my words. I'm not sure if it's the correct <laughs> one, but I think it's disgusting actually. Um, 
and it's greed it's all about greed massively greed the fact that her own father someone who's supposed to love her and protect her still will not give her control of her money her assets or whatever is is despicable and obviously you know if someone interviewed him i'm quite sure he'd have his own story by the way just to say the documentary is not called freeing britney spears it's called framing britney spears i had a quick google oh sorry Um, okay something i still want to watch by the way that's on my watch list um yeah me too but yeah it just got me thinking about like um when it's time or why we choose to kind of cut ties with somebody and I had this conversation with my therapist last night where I had a session and it was a very long and a very deep one and I spoke about our dad because I chose to cut ties with him what almost three years ago now um yeah well the wedding was two years ago but yeah um so just to give a a very brief background on that guys I'm not going to go into mad detail but basically I chose to have my mum walk me down the aisle at my wedding um in the Caribbean in 2019 oh my gosh two years ago um I chose to have my mum do it and not my dad and that resulted in yeah all kinds of madness and then my dad and I stopped speaking and we haven't spoken for two years um and the reason is for that decision it was a pretty easy decision to be honest with you and it was just because of course yeah my mum's been there there, like been there been there like through everything for everything sacrificed everything to make me the amazing incredible woman I am today and um (laughs) I say that with no shame by the way I'm being serious I am so proud of I know you are and it's all because of her like and so you know and and without going into detail the things that have happened throughout the years where I've seen you know dad's loyalties or lack of or I've seen his um his I guess inability you know I'm gonna say he could listen to this podcast I'm gonna just say it as it is but nice and tactfully his inability yeah. to put people before himself especially his children before his himself, children yeah selfless mm-hmm. um it just mm-hmm. made me feel like why would I I'm not necessarily a traditional person so why would I then just go with tradition and patriarchy and do what I'm told to do with regards to having the father walk you down the aisle if there was a very close relationship of course I would want to do that but because my close relationship is with my mum why can't I break tradition you know I'm quite a rebel anyway I'm a rebel I'm a modern kind of girl I went with my mum and yeah anyway I'm going off topic but basically I had a long conversation with my therapist about it reason being is I would like him to have a relationship with my children so they have their granddad he has his grandchildren but it, it becomes difficult when that's almost impossible about me being in the picture but I removed myself on that picture for a reason and I am happy with that reason and I I haven't necessarily looked back because I feel feel a lot you know a lot more stress-free if I'm being quite honest with you I don't feel myself going into a bad place mentally in the same way I used to because what it's like this is what this is what we kind of suggest on the phone my therapist and I it's like you know someone's ways you know that somebody is not going to ch- going to change, whether it's because they're incapable of changing or because they don't acknowledge they need to change, whatever it might be, they're just not going to change. And they're getting older, which becomes even harder. We get stuck in our ways as we get older, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's acknowledging that that is the person, that is how they are. Either you lower your expectations and accept them as they are, or you choose to protect your own mental well-being protect yourself from continual hurt and remove yourself from that and it doesn't mean you don't love Mm. them it just means you love them from afar so yeah we had this conversation about how to go about that like trying to allow him to have a relationship with his grandchildren without me necessarily being a part of that because I think for my own sanity I'd rather step back from it and it just Mm -hmm. got me thinking yeah about cutting ties with people so Let's get into it, Lana. When would you say times when you've had to cut people off or, I don't know, like distance yourself from people for certain reasons? Well, I was just going to give my theory on our dad because I did the same thing. I cut him off years ago. If you remember, I cut him off, I think, like, after 2000, after I was really depressed and, so what was that, 2013, 2014? Yes. And he just wasn't there for me at all and kept making broken promises. So I I cut him off for a couple of years um, back then. And then obviously your wedding... Um, you fell out of him and then I fell out of him because I was disgusted um, in terms of you know the just how all how that went down Um, but then I don't know like I think it was like one Christmas or something I just thought oh that's it one Christmas he came to the to where we live and he dropped the kids Christmas cards 
um, through the door and I was in the house and I heard the door but I just thought oh it's the postman whatever and obviously when I saw the card I realized it was him I just thought how sad that he can't knock the door and say hello to his own grandkids yes we've fallen out but I wouldn't have stopped you from seeing do you know I mean saying hello to your kids so from yeah. there I made a conscious effort like I don't know personally I think with like him and his three kids so me you and our brother I kind of feel like it's kind of like we're all, we're all on the same page all, all the kids are on the same page it's kind of a little bit too little too late kind of thing it is what it is yeah um, but I would never stop him from as long as he's consistent and doesn't mess the kids around doesn't make all these broken promises like what we had when we were younger I would I would let him see the kids I would want him to have a relationship because I see the relationship that they have with mum and their step granddad I'll just call it granddad and it's beautiful and I would I would want him to have that kind of relationship do you know what I mean because he's going to grow old and very lonely is, is it down to the kind of person you are as much as you may I want so. something like you're, you're talking about the relationship our children have with mum yeah. so their grandmother or their nanny and mm-hmm. um, her partner so yeah essentially their step granddaddy and yes mm-hmm. it is bloody beautiful and the closeness is crazy um, and yeah. however is that yes we might want that for dad but is it necessarily ever going to be the case because that also comes down to the person it's not just you can't just wish it and want it so much that it happens well this is the thing it comes down to the person you're talking about consistency is he consistent how often did you see your girls do they know him that well like i wouldn't say he's consistent consistent but he is i can see he's trying like he will call them i mean yeah i mean he he calls them every now and, and then and i call him to speak to the to the girls I mean I don't I speak to him as well um and it's the same kind of thing that you say I love him obviously he's our dad um but I do think he's a very I guess selfish father then um and I kind of to protect myself whereas before I cut him off now it's like I, I kind of take a step back so I don't get too involved if that makes sense like I'll talk to him um or civil I, I you know I've even coming around to like hugging him now we hug do you know what I mean when I see him so <laughs> no, come before, around, that's funny, like, sorry. <laughs> no before, before when I first started speaking to him and he, I see him I wouldn't hug him like it's just it's just too angry and mm. like I just I think what it is I've in my head I've just said this is your father this is my father I can't change him he's not willing to change so I have to accept him how he is or I'm going to lose my mind do you know what I mean I'm going to keep getting upset every minute crying getting really angry it's too much energy. I haven't got it's, it. It's Go 100% a lot of energy. But at the same time, I, I hear what you're saying. But in the reality, it's not as easy to separate the two as, as you're making it out to be when you're talking. Like, you're saying you don't want to keep getting angry and da 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 So you kind of, I guess, keep yourself a little bit less involved. However, you still do get angry. It was just not long ago you called me and you were vexed about something that he'd said or done. And it was still, like, I remember listening to you, but thinking goodness me I'm so glad I don't have that drama anymore because that's how I used to be yeah. all the time. like he'd say something or do something that was so disappointing or so like it would make me angry because it's just like who who says that who does that yeah, who acts in such a selfish 100%. way towards their children but you I, yeah. I heard it in you in the last couple of months and I'm no like, no I did yeah when I was more involved with him I would be like literally angry or upset like pretty much every time I spoke to him or all, all the time basically now it's like every so often and I guess it's no different from like, I guess mum saying something and, and then like maybe annoying me or me being a bit angry with her and then it, it goes away. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not constant because I've, I've taken a step back. So I think it's natural like to be a bit peed off with your parents at, at times, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was because I have kind of detached myself um, to protect myself. It sounds really weird, but I, I can't explain it any better than that. Like, yeah. I do you know what's interesting? Myself. Like, I know I hear what you're saying. I think, I think in... In theory, it sounds really good. In reality, for me, maybe my personality type, it's really hard to do. I'm kind of like an all or nothing kind of girl. I'm either all in, literally, and like loving you up and all that stuff, or I detach and it's nothing because I just find it really hard to do surface level stuff. I just I just really find it difficult to do. Like when you're in an office, you've got to do small talk about whatever, the weather, or I, yeah, I, I genuinely hard. pretend I can't hear and I put my headphones in. I just find it really difficult <laughs> to, make, yeah. just to make small talk about nonsense. I can do it. Like people wouldn't think I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm, I can probably act a little bit, but inside I'm dying. I absolutely hate it. Like, let's talk about decent Yeah, 100%. Stuff. I don't want to talk about surface mm-hmm. level crap. Um, but yeah, when you said just now about like, that's what parents are supposed to do. And like, mum annoys you sometimes or makes you angry. I don't feel that with mum, you know, it's so interesting. She doesn't, she's got her little ways, but I don't, I don't think mum ever makes me angry. 
Like that's no, the she, thing. Did like, I say angry? She don't make me angry like that. I mean, she just like annoys me sometimes. Like, she's but don't we all? I annoy you sometimes, isn't it? That's just normal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And different with with. For me personally, it's a bit different with dad. Like, there's annoying and then there's hurt. I think what it is, I find his actions are very hurtful. Like, oh gosh, God. yeah. And, and this is what I'm saying to my therapist: you you can't compare. I know we are creatures of habit, so we naturally do compare, even though we shouldn't. But like, when you look at like some people have dads, like for example, our good friend, her dad mm-hmm. is willing to give her the deposit for her yard. I appreciate everyone's different, okay. But then you've got that. And the way I contrasted it to my therapist last night, you've got some dads who are willing to pay for someone's deposit for their, you know, their their child's deposit for their house. And then you've Mm. got our dad who will, you know, we could be out, let's say back in the day when we used to talk more, we could be out somewhere and we'll go to a takeaway, like a Caribbean takeaway and the meal costs six pounds and he will not pay for his daughter's meal. So one dad pays for a deposit for a yard, I'm talking like 50K or something for a yard. And the other dad won't pay five pounds for his daughter's meal. Yeah, no, I see things like that. It just makes me feel like it's so hurtful. Yeah, you know, it's I appreciate not everyone can afford to pay a deposit, but it's just even it's little. Things. It doesn't have to be something as extravagant as a deposit. It could be something so small, like even saying, like congratulations when I bought my flat, which he didn't do. That's, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it could be something or like just yeah, just small little things. Like, but he doesn't do it. I don't know I don't know my whole thing is I just think I just I've just learned to accept people how they are and that's and if I don't like it keep them out it's not like I'm pally pally or not pally because he's my dad but chatty chatty with him or do you know what I mean with other people it's just keep them not at arm's length or just do you know what I mean keep them at arm's length um but I still make an effort for the kids it's not like do you know what I mean I know you're um, saying that like, you can't be doing that, but that's not. I'm I, not saying I can't be doing that. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there that I find it really hard to do. Like, it, I'm not saying it's impossible, you know, because yeah. he, he has said uh, to me in the last week he'd like to see the children, and you know, my daughter's, my, yeah, and Callie, my daughter's met him once. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's going to be. And she's strange. four this year. She's four this year, and that's really that's what I'm quite saying, strange and quite sad. But um, it's, it's nice sad. that he wants to and I would never stop him so I just said yeah when you're about but I remember I remember that feeling when I read that message and my anxiety started bubbling up from thinking well, how, anxiety because you think he's going to let them down that if I'm being honest with you yeah he's quite yeah not quite he's incredibly inconsistent yeah, very in- inconsistent mm-hmm. and it's also just the fact that I now have to be in the process because I know my daughter she won't go near someone she doesn't know like she won't be interested yeah. unless I and she analyzes my relationship before she mm-hmm. gets to know you or likes you she'll analyze my response to you and if she sees there's no closeness there it will make it harder for her to be close I know what she's like mm-hmm. you know Caden my son he just goes to anyone he's happy you know I mean? he'll be your best yeah. friend but Hallie's different <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard it is a hard one I just think I'm gonna make the effort like you know, he's not a bad person. He's a bit of a rubbish dad. Sorry if you're listening, but I think it's nothing new. We've, we've had many talks right there. Bit of a rubbish dad to all three of his kids. I just hope he can make better choices with his grandkids because, and I want to give the my kids the choice. I want to like kind of let them know he who he is. Yeah. And then if he disappoints, as they get older, they'll see that for him, themselves and then they won't want to be around him. Like we are not bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's for him to make the effort. And if he doesn't, they're going to see it when they, they, they're older anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't deny him from seeing the kids. So because I won't deny him from seeing the kids, if he stays consistent and in their lives, I then have to make the choice for myself to, okay, I have to talk to him, obviously, because he's got to come through me through the kids. So it's like standing. So having that relationship with him, but from afar, if that makes sense. So yeah. sort of, I guess it, Yeah. It sounds complicated, but I know what I mean in my head. <laughs> no, I know what you mean as well. I think, um, and I think it's a really grown, I'm not trying to be patronising, but it's like a really grown <laughs> response. No, it really is. Like, honestly, I want, that's where I want to be. But I also recognise different personality types will handle things in different yeah. ways. And I think mm-hmm. because I am an all or nothing kind of person, I find that harder to, like I said, to just kind of do surface level distance relationships. It's either, yeah, like we are cool. Like we're hanging or uh, bye, I don't know you. So to do the in-between stuff is a little bit difficult, but I, I'm, I'm going to try and learn. And like my therapist said, maybe it's about lowering your expectations. And I'm like, they're already yeah, quite low. No, but they're already quite low for him, if I'm being honest, because I've I've seen obviously over the yeah, years how he's been and how he's has an unwillingness to change within that. So, so then with yeah. those low expectations, just keep that at the forefront. Yeah, but um, then, so then when, 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 when he doesn't even meet those, what happens then, right? Because honestly, 
Well, when he doesn't meet those, then it's time to, then it's like, well, you either fix it, you give him a warning, fix up, or you can't see the kids because you're not having, you're not messing around the kids like how you messed us around when we were younger. Simple. Do you know what I mean? And like I said, to be honest, to date, he hasn't messed around the kids. Like when he said he's going to see them, when he said he's going to phone, he has. So, I mean, it's consistent to his standards. It's not consistent like mum and, mum, mum and, you know, their granddad, um, other granddad. Um, but it's consistent to his standards and that's okay I'm working with it do you know what I mean they know who he is Casey Casey's not massively fond of him at the moment but that's because she don't know him she's met him like I think that was her third time that she'd met him so obviously she's not used to him but like I said Lynn maybe you have to take a step back and do it for your kids and then they will grow up and see whether they want a relationship with him or not judging uh, and judge that on how he is with them do you know what I mean yeah I do. It's difficult, but it's, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot recently, I think, because of the loss of our uncle and I've seen how that's affected our cousins, you know, his, his children. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes you think about it, but it doesn't necessarily, as much as I'm thinking easier. about it, it doesn't not, not even make it easier, definitely not that, but it doesn't also make things change in my heart because I know why I arrived at the conclusion where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, acting the way I have acted up until now. So I can't just then undo it. Let's wipe the slate clean because of course you're the person too much hurt and pain. And not, and not even, to... Yeah, there's that. And it's not just that. It's just also you're the still the person you are. You haven't changed. You're still the person. Yeah. You'll always be that person. And it's just Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um moving on. Anyone else? <laughs> are there any other I know you've got to go see, but are there any other examples you can think of? Do you know what? There's so many I could mention, but I'm not going to mention all of them. Um, but for example, I had like a really, really good friend when we were younger, so like maybe early 20s. Um, and she stopped speaking to me over something really stupid. Um, and at first I was really, really upset. She stopped speaking to me because I, um, over a shopping order. Um, sounds silly a shopping order online shopping order and she had a lot of substitutes that she didn't like and I did What's the order for her I know no I did the order for her okay. um and I tried to change it but it, I mean really fall out with me I would have classed uh well I did class her as like a sister do you know what I mean um and she fell out of me and stopped talking to me over that I just thought that's pathetic but in hindsight I know she stopped speaking to me but in hindsight um I think I would have ended up cutting her off anyway because she was extremely, um, ex- she was extremely draining, um, and she loved drama. And I, you know me, I'm very chilled. I don't like drama. I'm not interested in any of that. Um, and every minute she was in something and like would be on the phone, and it's just pretty much all about her, really. So I think I would have cut her off anyway. Do you know um, what's interesting? I think when I think, I know you're talking about right three kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I think about her and I think about you, I think. At that stage in your lives, there was a reason why God brought you guys together, if that makes sense. Like you, mm-hmm. you had like a friendship where we used to, I, even I used to tag along, we used to rave a lot and have fun and catch joke. Yeah. But when I think about the way in which she was, how she conducted herself and just how she behaved in terms of how she dealt with situations. And it was a lot of um, draining. It was a lot of, um, I, I, I understand her situation was very difficult in many ways, but there wasn't much positivity there. It was, it was just very much. No. And when I think about that kind of person, that energy being in your life now, it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't no, have worked. No, it wouldn't have. I think, yeah, it definitely was um, both ways. I think for me, for her, I was more like, um, I was a friend, but I was also like an agony aunt. Like I, I was the one that would listen to her and like, give her advice. You know what I mean, so yeah. I guess I was her crutch kind of thing, but it was, still, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I think I, even though she cut me off, I would have ended up cutting her off anyway. Do you know what? I want to, I want to say an interesting one, actually. Sorry, before you go ahead. Um, yeah. I can't even take credit for cutting this person off because I was the one that got cut off. But <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm laughing because it makes me very like, yeah, it's, it's a sensitive one. But there was an ex-partner of mine and um, mm-hmm. it's a complex one, but he's a nice guy. You know, the ones I, I feel like most of my like past relationships or whatever situationships I can't stand them and I literally have like when I think about them I know but there are like two there are two exes who I genuinely have a a really positive you know feeling in my heart for who I believe whoever gets them is going to be a very lucky girl and this one ex in particular he cut me off I think when I look back on it I was a bit of an idiot towards him in many ways but I also feel like um 
he had to cut me off because I, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I think he was in love with me. I never realised at the time because I was too immature, too young, and I thought I was too nice. But looking back on it now with like maturity, wisdom, hindsight, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't get why he went silent on me. But now I realise, I think he finds it all too hurtful. Like he just wanted to be with me and I wouldn't, be I didn't want to be with him. Anymore. Mm. And I was a bit like, nah, man, I'm moving on kind of thing. But I think it was hurtful for him to see me every day as a yeah. friend or whatever and not not have me I understand it and sometimes you, you you cut people off to protect yourself to protect your yeah. heart and mm-hmm. I I feel really bad now I really do I don't, feel, don't feel bad because you were still a really good friend to him you were I wasn't actually if I'm being honest I wasn't oh I was, no I, I wasn't I wasn't I was a cow sometimes I was a cow oh, okay. sometimes I, got, I, I, got I think nothing. that's something you got nothing to say and I think that's something a lot of a lot of us women are sometimes guilty of like when a guy likes us and we know they like us a lot we can sometimes if we don't like them the same way yeah but when I say take the mick I don't mean like use them I mean just like not treat them as nice as we should because we know that they like us too much if that makes sense yeah yeah and I've never confessed that out loud but as I say it's quite healing because I acknowledge that that was a bit of me he wasn't perfect but I just yeah it was yeah Mm. anyway moving on next so Another example for me was like, obviously you're my best friend, but my other Thank best you. friend, <laughs> my other best friend, again, it all happened around the time I was going for my depression. Uh, she had a boyfriend. Well, I say the boyfriend, waste man. Waste man. <laughs> um, proper, proper, proper waste man. Didn't even last three months, I don't think. But he lived in South London and I talked to her whatever. Um, but when she, when she met him, I didn't hear from her at all like Lana who? I hate when yeah literally Lana who I hate when um, people get a, a partner and then they, like, they ain't got no friends it, it just jars me because I don't do that I still talk to my friends do you know what I mean might yeah. not be as often but literally it, it was ghost she ghosted me um and then I heard from her when things were going bad from the guy but what what made it worse as well is this waste man lived in South London yeah so she'd drive all the way down to South London to go see him, not that far from me, but wouldn't come see me, even though she knew I was going through a hell of a lot. And that's my, supposed to be my best friend. So I just thought, this isn't, this isn't how a best friend treats you. Do you know what I mean? That ain't right. Not at all. So and it's such a shame because, you know, we're still friends now. I kind of forgave her. I think I'm quite, for my own sanity, my own mental health, um, and to heal, I think I forget. Yeah, I'm quite forgiving. Um, you're grown, I'm telling you, you're a grown girl, I'm, you're a grown woman. I, I love yeah, it. I you have to, you have to. Yeah. So I have forgiven her, but the relationship, I just I just said again to protect myself, the relationship ain't going back to how we were tight, 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 like spoke on the phone bare times a day, just so tight. And literally, I could tell her anything she told me. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. obviously, you know what I'm talking about. It, but I speak to her every now and then. I call her, she calls me text each other but it's nowhere the relationship is nowhere near as tight as it was I wouldn't even say it's tight we're just friends you know that that example with her reminds me of Solange Beyonce and their dad not that I know the ins and outs but just from reading it and imagining how they are it reminds me of that in that things will never be the same again because you know when something so huge happens like for you it was your depression and your best friend or sorry your second best friend because I'm your best friend your second best (laughs) friend not being there to support you through the toughest time in your life you're going to remember that forever similarly like Beyonce and Solange's dad having two children out of wedlock with, from, with yeah. their mum, as well as maybe maybe allegedly stealing money from them. Those are like things you forgive, but you don't forget. Yeah. So therefore, of course, how of your relationship is. Even if you choose to reconnect, you will never ever have that again. That's that close. No, because the trust is gone as well. Essentially, it's, yeah, hundred percent the trust. And what killed it? What killed it even more with this this um, friend is when she finished with this waste man, literally less than three months. She called me and she was so apologetic and like, oh, I'm really sorry. I will never do it again. Never do it again. Too late. I was like, okay, cool. No, I was like, okay, cool. I was like, cool. But then she only went and got back with him and then ghosted me again. I was like, oh no. Hell no. Hell what's, what's the expression? No. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool, Fool me. me twice. Is it shame on me? On me? It's, no, it's a bit more cool than that. Oh, mate, what is it? Let me see. I'm going to Google okay, it. Okay. <laughs> and then I know you've got to go. And then the last example I wanted to give, this is a bit more like recent. Yeah. But locking off, and he's a friend from school who I don't even talk to that often, but locking off people who were silent when it came to the Black Lives Matter movement. I had no issue. I went through a friends list and I was like, delete, unfriend, delete. delete. Because mm. if you're silent on issues that matter and matter to me, someone who was your best friend at school and you apparently loved me as your friend, 
And that suddenly we're talking about how black people's lives are not treated in the same way with the same regard um, as white people's lives systemically with regards to police and the judicial system, everything. And you're silent, but you want to post about cats and about anything else, any other like political issues you can post. It's people. true. It's so true. I'm sorry. You get deleted, mate. It's so true. Did you straight delete them or did you message them first? Who's and got like, time to message anybody to say you should care when you when you don't care? No, 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 no. It was just, I went through and I said, unfriend, delete, block. You should care. If you don't care, okay, cool. Well, then I don't care about you. Bye, there's a doll. There's a doll, honey. Yeah. But I know you've got to go now. So um, bye. No, I'm joking. Good luck with the dentist. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I would talk longer, but my dentist appointment is waiting. I'm literally, I've got to rush now. I've literally got like 10 I know, minutes I'm to get sorry, there. I'm sorry. Go, go, go. Sorry. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to carry on and do the outro on my own. And you get to the dentist and get your teeth salted. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. And I look forward to doing the next one with you. All right. Go, girl. Go, go, go. All right. Bye. Bye. So she's gone, but the conversation continues. So maybe you were listening to this episode, listening to Lana talk, listening to myself talk and thinking, you know what? I have done the same. I've had to cut people off, whether it's a family member or a friend, or maybe you're at the place where you're thinking, I feel like I need to, but I don't quite know how to go about it or if it's the right thing to do. Let me just quickly give you some of the most common reasons people decide to cut family members. Number one. Often it's because of some form of abuse or neglect, be it sexual, physical or emotional. Number two. It can also be down to poor parenting. I mean, we spoke about this just now. So if you feel your parents have not been a certain way that I guess you needed or expected or wanted, you might feel to cut ties. Number three. Betrayal. That's a big one. I, when I look at that one, I think about Jeremy Kyle. Remember Jeremy Kyle back in the day before his show got axed, right? You just see all these elaborate, crazy, disgusting stories of, I don't know, like the mum sleeping with the daughter's boyfriend or something like that. These kind of crazy uh, kind of stories. But yeah, so that's an extreme example of betrayal. But it could be something like that where you just feel betrayed. Number four. Drug abuse or substance misuse is another reason people choose to cut off their family members. Number five disagreements often related to romantic relationships it can be anything though but disagreements can be a reason people cut ties with family members number six and then there are of course physical and mental health problems there are other reasons of course there are this list is not exhaustive so yeah there are definitely other reasons but those are some of the common ones so as someone who has not been afraid of cutting ties with people who i feel maybe are not good for my mental well-being. I would give these two pieces of advice to anybody who is considering potentially locking off someone in their life before you make the decision to do that. Because to be fair, it is a pretty, you know, it's quite a, a, a drastic and maybe cutthroat decision to make to detach from somebody who is close to you or was close to you. So here we go. First of all, try to communicate. This is something that I've done over and over. Like I literally say all the time, it gets to the point before I decide to uh, detach myself from somebody, I try really hard to repair or improve that relationship. And it's I've happened. It's happened so many times. Like I can literally think of many, many examples where I didn't want it to come to the point where it had to be complete. You know lock off. You go live your life. I'll go live mine. But at the same time, if you've kind of given something chance after chance like and I don't mean necessarily that person but situations if you're given situations or the person chance after chance and nothing's improving if you had a chance to communicate what it is that they do or um have done that may be hurtful that may be damaging not good for your mental health and they still don't quite change it or want to improve it or even acknowledge it that's for me when this uh it's time to uh yeah to move on like you have to put your mental health first I always say it and another thing I would say which is I guess similar to what my sister Lana was saying earlier is to set more boundaries so it might be limiting the amount of access or time that person has to you if you believe they're not necessarily great for uh, your mood or great for your energy then potentially rather than doing a clean lock off or breaking from that person maybe just limiting and controlling the amount of time you spend around them the amount of messages that you send to them or respond to whatever it might be because that could be a step you could take before having to go the whole nine yards 
and you might see that it actually works better in that way if you keep some people at arm's length but don't necessarily lock them off it might actually be healthy so yeah i mean locking off is the end result it is drastic and it's not always a nice thing to do but we know why we have to do it sometimes um and for that reason i don't judge anybody who does it i really don't because i've done it myself and i think it's um it's necessary sometimes my thing is that it's about preservation and prioritization of one's mental health like nothing much else comes above one's mental health Ooh, that's a word say again mommy it's about preservation and prioritization of one's mental health so yeah there we go that's it so i'm gonna wrap up now that's episode 17 done and dusted for you guys hope you enjoyed it i hope um yeah whether it was just enjoying listening or being able to relate it to certain things in your life you got going on um i hope you got something interesting out of this podcast episode today thank you for joining me and if you made it to the end you were g and i will see you again in two weeks time for another episode of let mummy talk don't forget as well if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please do consider subscribing to the podcast uh sharing it and leaving me a lovely review i'd really appreciate that Uh, Don't forget, guys, if you find this helpful or interesting, do share it with somebody. Lots of love. Take care. Remember, someone loves you. Remember, black lives matter.